The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Well, good afternoon, listeners. This is really special. Uh, This is my first live show, and I'm uh, broadcasting live from New York, from a hotel room in New York City, and uh, getting ready for SES Chicago, SES New York next week. Um, Thought we'd try something a little different. You know, many of you know I'm hooked on uh, Twitter and and spend uh, much more of my life uh, doing Twitter stuff than than anyone should. So we decided that we would have a live show. And that the uh, the content would be answering questions that come in from my tweets on Twitter. People that are uh, following me on Twitter and following me doesn't mean that you know I'm telling you uh, how many times a day I do things that everyone does. Uh, following me means you get uh, retweeted uh, great PPC resources, links to articles and news about PPC. But uh, today we've got um, several people that I see are already following on Twitter. Uh, if, you, if you are not on Twitter right now, um, you can get instructions about how to follow along and answer, ask questions in the show from the Clicks Marketing blog. Go to Clicks Marketing, C-L-I-X Marketing dot questions about submissions and follow along. And I have, you know, since I'm, I'm you know, pr- pretty scared uh, during this whole thing, I have uh, uh, three, three friends, at least three friends out there. Uh, fellow experts who have agreed to serve as my lifelines. So if I choke or can't answer a question or just want to get another perspective, I will try to reach them by phone and uh, and get their input. So this is all uh, totally crazy, made up in the last minute. Uh, hope it works out for, for at least some of you. So I'm going to go to the first questions from my, my, my good friend, Mel66. Um, I, I guess for privacy, I shouldn't say her real name, Melissa Mackey, but I, so I won't. But Melissa asked, um, "What are the what are the keys to successfully using Google Conversion Optimizer?" Um, some of you read the articles that I wrote about Google Conversion Optimizer several weeks ago. Um, I'll link to them from my blog so you can find them. But basically, Google Conversion Optimizer is a built-in feature in Google AdWords that does automated bid management, and it does it really, really well. Uh, In fact, the support team uh, saying that in their tests, they have seen, on average, Google Conversion Optimizer campaigns achieved a 21% 21 increase in conversions, while at the same time decreasing their CPA, their cost per action or cost per conversion, by 14%. So if there's anybody out there that couldn't use a, an increase in the number of conversions of 21% or more and a decrease in their CPA by 14% or more, then uh, I want to be in your business. So, okay, what, what are the secrets to using Google's Conversion Optimizer? Well, first, first of all, Google Conversion Optimizer needs a lot of data to, to act, so you should have been using conversion tracking for a long time, uh, long time meaning uh, several months, I, I think. 
even though Google might suggest a little shorter period. Uh, secondly, I think the current rule is that you have to have experienced at least 30 conversions per uh, campaign for the campaign that you want to uh, apply conversion optimizer to. Uh, the more, the better. Those can be spread out across ad groups, so you can have multiple ad groups inside the conversion optimized campaign. Um, and then you've got to set a maximum CPA target. And maximum does not mean desired. So, for example, if you're shooting for a cost per conversion of $30, uh, you shouldn't set the uh, target CPA to $30. You should set it something somewhere higher than that. Google's tool will suggest to you what that higher amount should be. Um, in my experience, uh, they sometimes suggest uh, maximum CPAs that are they're, seem crazy high, so uh, I back it off a little bit. But, um, you know, I think it's safe to start with maybe two times your target average CPA and then watch it carefully to see if you need to adjust that up or down. And in my experience, you will have to adjust the, the target CPA up or down. Uh, another, another thing to pay attention to is that uh, seasonality really throws off the tool, as it does many other uh, commercial bid management tools. So um, if you are setting the uh, – try not to turn Conversion Optimizer on for the first time just after a peak in your sales year or a valley in your sales year because the Conversion Optimizer will look at the most recent p uh, period – and uh, make its bid decisions based on the data from the most recent period. So, for example, if you turned it on just after Christmas and Christmas is your best season, then chances are good the conversion optimizer will overbid, will, will send your bid prices too high, and your CPAs will be too high. So, Mel, I hope that answered your, your question. Let me hold on a second. I'm just typing in... the URL to the show to one of my friends waiting out there. Let's see. Let me go to, well, first I want to say hello to my friends Kelly Myers, uh, DOMJBS, T-Dale. Uh, let's see, who else do we have here? Uh, Baker Ash, who's in England, must be asleep by now. Uh, Christy Scott, Christy, Christy, Christy Scott. And, uh, of course, John Grover. How could I forget John Grover? All these are, are some of my new uh, Twitter friends. So let's go to another question. And feel free to ask me for uh, elucidation on conversion optimizer as well. Hold on. I'm getting an IM from a friend here. Oh, Taryn Dale. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. I just got a note from Michael Flores, who you'll be hearing from in a second. TD, T. Dale is Taryn Dale. Thank you. Okay, so the next question I have is from Michael Straco, who says, how do I rank first for Buy Viagra on uh, Google AdWords? And, Michael, uh, I can't tell you over this uh, line we need a secure line with a cone of silence, or you can come to the uh, Black Hat PPC session next week at SES New York being moderated by Richard Zwicky, and I will be on the panel. And I'm dead serious. There is a Black Hat PPC panel discussion at SES New York. I believe it's uh, – uh, on Thursday, the last day of the show. Maybe somebody out there can check the schedule and let me know. But uh, I hope that answers your question, Mr. Straco, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at the Schmooze Fest. Another question. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, I, I, I get uh, different messages from people about their experience with Conversion Optimizer, um, saying that uh, some people are getting great results, some people are not getting great results. And I haven't been able to dig in and uh, get the details for the people that haven't got, gotten great results. Um, so I, I will promise to do that. And if you're listening and you have had poor results using Conversion Optimizer, uh, I would really like to hear uh, and maybe even talk to you about it because um, – uh, I, w- I really want to understand whether it's something inherent to the tool or whether there are some best practices that could be or can't be, uh, uh, should be followed. I'm going to actually, hey, hey uh, George, can we, can we give Michael Flores a call? Because he's IMing me and he's got, he, he, he's irrepressibly opinionated and uh, he's actually had a lot of experience with this. We've, we've had an ongoing conversation about it. So no, let me go, let's, a- let's go to break first and I can bring him on if we can do that. Okay, let's go to break. Everybody stay put, please. PPC Rockstar is now on iTunes. Write us a review and tell us how much you love us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, welcome back. Special live session on Twitter, on on the air, everywhere. <clears throat> we have Michael Flores uh, on the line to uh, one of my expert friends for uh, his viewpoint on conversion optimizer. You there, Michael? Hey, David. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Good. Okay. So um, what do you think? I think that you can't trip conversion optimizer. That's uh, the one thing that I would tell people who are having spotty results. If you think that you can take a lot of um, 
unrelated ad groups lump them together into uh, a campaign to try to hit the conversion optimizer minimums. I've actually tested this. All, all that ends up happening is that the conversion optimizer doesn't work very well. So you can't game it. I, I don't think you can game it. What we've been able to do is on some areas where we get a lot of conversions, but they're still logically created and the cost per acquisition is a little high, then you can set conversion optimizer and it will manage it relatively well. Or places where you're kind of almost there, but you don't want to do a lot of management on maybe mid-volume campaigns, it's been okay. But don't try to trick it. That's what I would say. Right, okay. Um, Michael, you've tried it on both uh, keyword search campaigns and content campaigns. Is that right? We've done it on uh, keyword search, keyword content, and I believe also site-targeted content. Cool. And and uh, they've has CO done well on both, on all? It, it does It does well enough that when we hit it to certain volumes, especially on things that I don't want to manage on a day-to-day basis, I'll just turn it on. But it's still something that you have to watch. Okay. Now, have you turned on expanded broad match and automatic match in your search campaigns? Under Actually, the under- we, we don't have automatic match on some of our accounts, but I would have tried it on, on uh, some of those. But it's not public right now, is it? Uh, yeah. Well, automatic? Hmm. Maybe somebody out there can let us know. I, I was under the impression that automatic match uh, is, is for everybody now. Uh, the last or is time, an option for everybody. The last time I saw you, the first thing I did was uh, call our reps, and they told us that, that uh, they weren't taking any more automatic match for a while because we didn't get in on that data. I actually heard a rumor that they were thinking of removing it. But, um, hey, I've got to cut you off. I've got to go to a couple more questions, but I'll see you for dinner and other things this week, right? Cool. Okay. See you. Bye-bye. That was Michael Flores of Artist Health. Um, by the way, uh, thanks to Akinto Siali, one of our Clicks Marketing team members, who let us know that the uh, Black Hat PPC Tactics is – Thursday, uh, March 26 at 3.45 p.m. It's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And uh, Richard Zwicky is the moderator. And I'll be speaking with Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith. Yes, Kevin Smith. Jamie Smith of Engine Ready. Kevin Lee of Did It. And Bill League of Apogee Search. And Straco will not miss that one, I'm sure. Okay, so let's uh, – question from – let me see. Yeah, question I get a lot from um, – From, from PPC Advertiser about about uh, broad match keywords. Uh, there seems to be a lot of mythology and, um, uh, well, bad information about broad match keywords. Uh, the question was literally, um, should we even be using broad match keywords? And I have a couple of references to point you to. One is go to my blog, clicksmarketing.com slash blog, and do a search on... Uh, Expanded Broad Match or the Broad Match Stomp. And also, uh, Christine Churchill and I did a whole show on this, or tried to, uh, last week. And on the PPC Rockstars page of my blog, you'll see links to all of the articles about Expanded Broad Match. And what it boils down to is um, 
my strong opinion is broad match is just fine, uh, works great uh, when it's controlled, and um, in general, it's dangerous to bid on one and two word broad match keywords because Google's expanded broad match matches them to absurd um, search terms and shows ads on the wrong search terms and burns a lot of money from people that will click on anything. But there's nothing inherently wrong or dangerous about broad match in general. And I have, actually have an expert on the line that I'd like to uh, weigh in on that. Uh, and this is Craig Danieloff of Click Equations, the makers of an excellent uh, bid and campaign management tool. Is you there, Craig? Yeah, hello, David. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Hey, are you going to be in New York next week? No, I, I unfortunately had a vacation planned, uh, not looking at my calendar, so I'll be uh, skipping SES to spend the week at Steamboat. Oh, that is so selfish. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, we might have to call you in for the Drunken Rockstar show. Anyway, um, Broadmatch. How do you feel about Broadmatch these days? Do you think uh, there's anything wrong with it? Do you think it's uh, like uh, nuclear material that uh, is hard to control? Well, you know, uh, my view of it, which uh, I've documented in what is now a white paper on the Quick Equations uh, website, is to, to use it to find keywords. So basically, I think it's, it's fine to use it, but you want to catch everything, all your good converting queries with phrase and exact match above it. And then what you can do is lower the bid on broad match until it either goes away or continues to serve the purpose of catching things you didn't know about. So I, I sort of see it as a, as a farm team to find the, the productive keywords to use it phrase and exact. Okay. Well, um Slightly off the subject, but related, uh, you and I have had a conversation, and you were having it with um, people in maybe the SEM2 group about um, whether advertisers should use all match types for each keyword and also whether uh, those um, all those match types should be included in the same ad groups or whether they should be separated into, into different ad groups. Where did, where did you come down on that one, or have you made a decision yet? Well, we certainly believe in using all of them, not mandatorily, but when the situation is right, um, meaning, you know, if there are exact match versions of that keyword or, you know, related uh, combinations of, of words and phrases within the what the broad match would normally catch, it's an advantage to have an exact match version because, you know, what people, I'm not sure everyone knows, but it's documented by Google that there's sort of a rock, paper, scissors game going on that if everyone is buying a certain query exact match or enough people to fill the first page, for example, the exact match beats the phrase and the phrase beats the broad. So if you're just buying things broad, thinking that you're going to, you know, therefore get every version of every query and other people are buying it phrase and exact, you're only going to get the ones they didn't buy. You're only going to get the weirder versions of combinations of words. So you certainly want to use them. There, there's nothing wrong with you know, using multiple ones. Google will match them in that order. Um, but every case doesn't need all three. So it's sort of hard to explain quickly. Again, this is all in our, uh, in our match type white paper. What I advise is something called the match type keyword trap, which is, uh, and you can visualize it, um, is just a way to see the keywords falling from the sky, and you want to catch them as early as you can, because if you don't, someone else is going to get it before you do. Um, in terms of whether they're in the same ad group or not, there's no issue relative to Google's performance having them mixed in the same ad group. The issue is tracking. Um, it's, it's hard to know um, 
Google does not have one of their uh, expanding uh, parameters in the in the target URL to tell you what the match type was. And so right. if you have multiple keywords of the same match type within an ad group, most tracking software can't tell you which one converted. So um, actually, Cook Equations, we've worked that out and have it largely solved, but it's still best practice in our mind to separate them out. Absolutely not sure. required, but uh, it gives you better reporting so you can now decide which of the match types is doing better for you and how you might want to shift your bidding. Got it. Hey, could you do me a favor and on Twitter forward me the link to the white paper you're talking about, and then I'll blast it out to everyone else? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's at cookiequations.com slash learn, L-E-A-R-N. Um, but there is one link below that, but actually that might be the only link to the PDF. So HTTP. Cookiequations.com slash learn. Okay, Craig, we've got, we got to run. I'm sorry I'm going to miss you next week. Um, but I'll talk to you before then, okay? All right, David. Thanks. Have a good okay, show. Okay, see ya. Thanks. Okay, some quick answers here. These are easy ones. Uh, question was, um, the question, questioner set up a, a situation and said, under these circumstances, is it okay to mix content and search in the same campaign? And my strong opinion is there is never a situation where content and search should be mixed in the same campaign. Uh, I refer you to the articles that I wrote on the topic. Uh, another question was, do you have to speak a foreign language to advertise in a different country? And I think that's the question. The answer is no, of course not. But the um, strongest advice is if you run uh, ads that are not in your native language, get them uh, translated by a native speaker. Don't don't get somebody that's, that speaks your language to translate them into the foreign language. Get the uh, the foreign foreign uh, language expert, the native speaker, to to do the translation. Uh, there's another quick question about whether um, an advertiser should use the Google keyword suggest tool and just use all of the keywords that Google suggests and then weed out the bad ones. Um, I say no. There isn't a keyword suggestion tool I've ever seen that doesn't make really bonehead suggestions, and you should use your intuition to make sure you don't include those. So let's see. How many languages you don't speak? Okay, we got that one. Automatic. Uh, thank you, Mel. Mel says that automatic match hasn't rolled out to everyone yet, and as I said earlier, uh, there's a possibility that Google will just pull the whole thing because it's, it may not be working to their advantage as they thought and advertise's advantage. Um... Akinto Shali just forwarded to me the link to the expanded broad match articles, uh, so I just retweeted that. <sighs> Let's see. We have a lifeline. I'm getting I'm getting tired here. We need a lifeline. Do we have Matt Matt Van Wagner on the line somewhere? Matt is here. Is is that you, Matt? That's me. Can you hear me? Oh my God! That uh, Matt, that's Matt Van Wagner. Uh, Chairman, founder, and um, janitor at FindMeFaster.com. Uh, Matt, Matt has has was the first guest on my show. Has been on, the, on my show more times than anyone else. And uh, I will someday get him to sing opera, but probably not now. So, Matt, um, what do you think about the broad match? Um, should 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 advertisers use all match types thing? Uh, I, I think uh, users should experiment with all match types to the extent that they it gives them learnings and it gives them a return on investment. Uh, and, and typically, um, you know, we, we, we try to we try to stay fairly broad when we begin a campaign 
Uh, and then as we see the patterns that people use for two and three word search terms, we then try to get more directly into phrase and exact matches. Uh, but broad is a great way to, to discover terms that, uh, you, you may, may not have been in your, in your, uh, periphery. Sure. Hey, listen, um, I just remembered something. Did you ever release that tool that you were working on? And do you want to talk about it? Well, yeah, as with any software tool, it's only two weeks away. Uh, <laughs> But the, uh, the, the uh, we uh, I do have a uh, I do have a working beta now, uh, and I'll uh, show it to you at uh, New York next week, Dave. At the uh, okay. David at the uh, SDS New York, uh, the tool is uh, quite a good uh, dynamic keyword insertion uh, quality checker and um, and simulator. So you really know how this stuff works and how your ad groups actually will look when they when they get presented online. Uh, so it's it's pretty close, David. I think you'll like it. That's, that's cool. And, and I, I liked it last time I saw it, and it can really help advertisers that uh, inevitably create uh, dynamic DKI ads that end up uh, looking just awful when they're actually displayed by mistake. It's easy to make that mistake. I have a, um, one more request, Matt. Uh, I have a question that I know you can answer, which is – hold on. i got to scroll to it. Oh yes. What what uh, what are what are some of your favorite tools and techniques for generating negative keywords? Oh man, that, that's that's a actually a very good topic. Um, the uh, ne- negative keywords are, are really interesting because they they uh, you you actually discover quite a few when you're doing your normal keyword research, and so if you just catalog them as you go, uh, I think um, you have you have, you can get a good starter list. Uh, I've, I've actually made very good use of uh, the Google SK tools of the uh, Microsoft uh, Excel add-in that uh, pulls down word word lists. Uh, I've used the Yahoo uh, tool uh, a little bit, uh, but one of, one of my favorite tools, uh, just for uh, 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 two tools that uh, are, are great ways to find negatives, are uh, a site called Search the Tail. Uh, and the search detail uh, basically will, will, will give you a lot, of, a, a lot broader uh, range, range of words than you might expect on, that w- might return on a particular query. And uh, one of my favorite uh, things to do is on the, uh, if you've got the Google toolbar and you watch the type ahead, if you type in, let's say you're doing a search for, or you, you want to know some negative words for the, for the term uh, sheet metal, uh, you don't want to, you don't sell brakes or sheet metal, you know, uh, pulleys or this or that. What you do is you sell sheet metal services. If you ter- type in the, the word sheet metal and then put, you know, type a space and then put just the next letter like A or B Listen or whatever, the- and down in the pull down, you'll see a bunch of words and there'll be a bunch of things there that you'll say, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought that that was a popular search. But if it's popular enough to get in that type ahead tool in the Google bar, and it's probably popular enough to exclude if it's not a good match. Gotcha. Hey, by the way, I just uh, posted a link to Search the Tail. I hadn't known that it, that existed. Like, that looks pretty cool. And I also posted a link to uh, our friends at EPR uh, who have a, a, keyword, a negative keyword service and uh, keep watching the page that I linked to because they've got some announcements coming up that are pretty pretty exciting. Uh, let's see. Matt, any last words before we have to let you go? 
No, uh, th- thanks for having me on. And uh, you know, if, if anything comes up later on, uh, you, you know, just uh, reach reach on out, and I'll be glad to, to to take a couple of questions too. Okay. Hey, it looks like we we might be doing, uh, or it looks uh, almost probable that we'll be doing the Drunken PPC Rockstars show again next week. So um, I'll, I'll send you information about that. Okay. And and this time, tr- try to hold your liquor a little bit better, please. I don't want to have another embarrassing scene like last time. Okay. All right, David. Hey, good talking with you. You too, Matt. Take care. Bye. Uh, I need some more questions, people. Let's see. Uh, did the one on language. Uh, hey, did everybody hear that uh, Yahoo Search Marketing, their PPC platform, they started... Uh, um, they activated day parting. There's a link that I had posted earlier today. And uh, I'm going to either tap dance, tell jokes, or we need to go to a commercial. What do you say, Brasco? we got to take care of the sponsor. Sorry, man. Oh, cool. That works for me. Does that go mean you're behind the scenes of PPC Rockstars with their Facebook fan page. Search for PPC Rockstars Podcast on Facebook now. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PTC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, we're back at, uh, with the last five minutes of our first live show. Got some good questions. They're all going to win T-shirts. First one is my friend uh, Frank Watson. Going to see you for dinner tonight, Frank. Uh, what's the deal with Microsoft and Kumo? Damn if I know. We'll talk about it at dinner. Second question uh, from Kelly Myers. Good one. Um, how do you make money on the friggin' content network? Um, well, that was the subject of 33 columns that I wrote for Search Engine Watch and a book that will be coming out, actually more like a booklet, uh, within the next month. 
Uh, so write to me and I'll be sure to send you a copy, although you'll see where. Um, but basically, you make money in the content network mainly by realizing that you've got to target very carefully. And keywords in keyword-targeted campaigns don't do the same things in search. Uh, the words uh, that you use in a keyword list are telling Google, put my ads on pages on, on your network where these words occur. So the words should be the ones that most frequently occur on the types of sites where you want your ads to appear. Uh, next question from G. Crocker. In moving broad to phrase match, what's a good way to find users' actual phrases to promote them to phrase? Um, so basically, how do you find good keywords? Uh, search query report is one of the best ways. Uh, that's a standard report that you can get in every AdWords account. Uh, another way is to use the um, log files of your website, the ones you can get through Urchin or Google Analytics. And basically you can see, and if you don't know how to do this, ask your tech people, you can see the um, exact search terms that people have typed in. Um, and th that's a gold mine of ideas for uh, keywords that you should be bidding on. Um, I wrote about this. No, this was in, I, I, I did a, a webinar for search marketing now, I believe last week. So I'll find that link and, and, uh, tweeted in a second, and it included uh, suggestions on using Excel to sort lists of, of keywords to find new ones, uh, keywords that you got from your log files. Uh, next question is, what's the capital of Madagascar, and why is it in the news today? Boy, that's an excellent question. Um, I expect you, Mr. Receptional, to answer immediately. Uh, let's see. Last question is from none other than Akinto Siali. If you do not have attribution tracking, does it make sense to do day parting? Uh, I think that day parting is overused by advertisers. I think they, they make decisions about shutting off their ads at night, for example, based on their intuition and not on data. And they have no idea whether conversions are happening then. They're just thinking, no one's going to buy my product at night. And uh, so it doesn't really matter whether they have attribution tracking or not. Uh, they should only be making those decisions that they have hard data on exactly when uh, um, they're getting the right return on their investment. And I think we are at the end of the show. Is that right, Brasco? I think so. Yes. Anyway, thank you thank you all for participating in this uh, madcap endeavor. Uh, we'll be back next week. I will actually have a, a polished tape show with uh, a good friend who, whose name you will recognize. So please come on back next week. Thanks for hanging with us.